Welcome to the first of our TSR podcast. This afternoon I'm joined by Dorian Lloyd, who's a registered farrier of 15 years. He's highly experienced and based in Powys. And he's also a breeder of the Perthog Welsh Cobs. They've been breeding cobs for 20 years. And last year in 2019, he was the supreme Welsh in hand with it winner with his homebred Porthog Gwynnon May, who's a seven-year-old mare, and very exciting. She's about to have her third foal this time. So good afternoon, Dorian. Good as, afternoon. A, as a farrier, how um, have you had to alter your practices in relation to the coronavirus? How can people prepare for their farrier visit? The, the best way to prepare is, is to speak to your farrier um, prior to your appointment. Um, speak to him directly. Um, obviously, any special requirements is to be discussed prior to the appointment. Um, and also, you know, the social distancing is, is critical or crucial at the moment. Keep, 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 uh, keep your distance and, and also just make sure everything's ready for him before he turns up, you know, and um, head collars in place, a bucket of water and any, anything else he needs will, should have been spoken about before the appointment, really. So. Okay, so if, it, if your horse is quiet enough yeah. for you personally as a farrier to mm-hmm. be left unattended, are you happy to, um, you know, if... if, if, if to, to attend the horse without anyone being present at yeah all. yeah no no yeah I, I would be but the um the indication or, or the ruling that we've been given from the farriers registration council is that um we as an industry have got to prioritize our customers um so um essential work um crucial work only as it was um now that's where the individual has got to speak to their individual farriers regarding their individual needs you know whether their work is deemed to be essential or, or, or crucial um I'm, I'm, I'm basically as as prolong the appointment if it needs to be or, or postpone it if need be um but again every horse has got the individual needs but where the owner's got to speak to the farrier really yeah so with your clients what are you finding are you finding in the situation people are deciding to turn their horses away or keep riding how have you found the feedback um i i would say personally from our clientele i'd probably say it's split 50 50 really at the moment um a lot of people are sort of optimistic about it and, and want to continue riding. Um, a lot of them are obviously maybe a little bit more realistic or, or pessimistic, whichever way you want to look at it. And uh, I'm possibly pulling the shoes off and turning the horses away and just uh, giving them the summer in the field as well, because obviously no shows, no events, no competitions. Um, it's a little bit difficult to 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 aim for something. Everybody likes a target or a milestone in their diary, you know, and yes. um, it's taken away from them this year. So I think it's taken the wind out of sales of one or two. Um, but at the same time, everybody's needs is different because I can appreciate, you know, um, not all the horses out there that we shoe can go barefoot and can be, it would manage. So therefore, you know, on, on welfare grounds, um, you may, we nil still need to go out and shoe some horses, um, although they're not doing anything, they still need their shoes on, you know, yeah, so, to, to look after them. Yeah, welfare. so but that, that's why the, the owner is, is, is crucial to speak to the farrier prior to the appointment and, and have a game plan in place really. Yeah. yeah. So even if you're thinking about turning your horse away, um, Obviously, with them, um, we're going bare if they haven't gone barefoot before, or keeping on top of the trimming for balancing. You would, it was still important to care for their feet, even if they. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. But the the only thing by by going barefoot, um, it, at this precise moment, and and you know the the funny world that we all live in at the moment is is basically it just eliminates the issues or what could be an issue. Do you know what I mean you're twisted or lost shoes, um, and and therefore if they're not necessarily needed, it just takes that element of risk away from it so you're less likely to need to call your farrier back or or, or your vet or, or so on and so forth yeah. so therefore the traveling is less 
contact is less, do you know I mean? So the risk itself is completely less by doing so, that's all. And if you're still riding um, and keeping your horse in ridden work, how, with the cost of, of everything and people not being able to work, how would you help advise people to to help on a, on yeah, a financial if the, if, basis? Get, uh, yeah, if the cost is an issue, um, then at the same time, you, you just got to speak to your farrier. And, and, and if your horse can go without the shoes on, um, obviously, by just trimming it, it saves a bit of money. Then it's obviously cheaper than than putting a set of shoes on, which is possibly not necessary. You know, I wouldn't necessarily shoe a horse just for the sake of shoeing a horse, um, especially at this time, because obviously by a horse by going barefoot, fundamentally it could go that a little bit longer in between appointments as well. Um, so you won't need to call the farrier back for routine yeah. work then. So and it also just gets that farrier out of that little bit of a possibly of a difficult decision that he has to make. It's not going to be an easy decision for any farrier to tell a customer that they're not essential or, or not mm. crucial for them to go you know so possibly if it might be easier for you to come up with that conclusion yourself and tell your farrier that you don't need him yeah um because you'll be taking the pressure off him because you know as an industry we aim to please and we want to keep our customers happy but at the same time we we, we are at risk we are going on customers um, and we might be seeing x amount of people a day um and and taking the risk home to our families does, does that yeah. make sense yeah. so it's a juggling act all the way around and, and it's, it's just funny times and i think we just need to be considerate of everybody well it's unprecedented what we're dealing with completely yeah so um if you're thinking about turning your horse away obviously um grazing and laminitis is an issue so it'd yeah. be um what would your advice be to anyone which has any any ponies that might or horses that might be too um prone or could it's, it suddenly going out on the grass or being turned away yeah it's, it's, it's just to be sensible it's sensible obviously especially this time of year um i've already been de dealing with a couple of laminitics now in this last week do you know what i mean so it is definitely the time of year to to be um aware of the issues um now if you're dealing with an animal which is you know it's an ongoing or a chronic case as it would be of laminitis um then then to be sensible and and hopefully you will know your needs of that particular animal so that doesn't change um but the only thing you just be careful that obviously turning something away that is being in work being in unpossibly so very little diet or or so food yeah. now to be turned up to his fetlocks in grass you you could be asking for troubles no no just to be sensible about it and and, and just introduce any form of change as far as i'm concerned um to do it slowly yeah um, over a period of time stepping stones and, and do it over a period of time more than just thinking that's it turn it away because obviously then you've got other issues yeah. that could come in place so it's it's just to be sensible about it already yeah. yeah okay well that's really helpful thank you very much and so going um back to your to your welsh cobs obviously it's foaling time of year and you're a breeder so have you got many foals coming yeah we got due? we got yeah we got nine due um three, three of which are due now sort of well towards the end of this week so oh god so, so you're yeah. gonna be very busy <laughs> yeah 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 i'll be glad of some quiet time to spend a bit of time at home really yeah and your yeah. great show which is for us in wales is the royal welsh has unfortunately been cancelled so yes. your big starring um show for the season is isn't happening so how has has that affected how you're handling your your breeding program for yeah. next year at all no or? it wouldn't it wouldn't affect it wouldn't change anything um from a breeding program because we we try and sort of put a program in place of two three years ahead of ourselves really um so it hasn't really changed in that respect um but it's 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 just it's talking our shop window away do you know what I mean the, the royal welsh is, yeah. is the pinnacle of the breed um and, and you had I'm, a very good shop window last yeah well yeah, the last year, yeah, yeah, yeah we've had worse years yeah that's for sure yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> So. Oh great! So have you got any um, youngsters that uh, been in the where you you were going to show and yes. and do this year? But yeah. you, have you turned? So, you say, we'll turn them away now. Yeah, yeah, they're um, yeah they're already sort of going back in the fields. Um, 
we, we haven't turned them away completely, but as I said, we're just introducing them back in the field. They're going out in the field another day, coming in at night, keeping an eye on them. But in the next couple of weeks, they'll be yeah, they'll have yeah. the summer out. In the and field. we won't necessarily. I don't know what the news is with the Welsh Cup sales. They've Brightwells have so we haven't got those later perhaps on in the season anyway. No, so. no, it's just funny times. It's just that, and and I'm sure everything will you know in time will will sort itself out. Um, I I know the Welsh Money Cup are obviously keen. To get a, a sale in place, um, but obviously with no auctioneers, and and it's just it's difficult to put anything in place at the moment. But um, I'm sure everything will settle and and normality will kick back in very very soon. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, fingers crossed yeah. that this all sorts itself out, and then hopefully later on in the year we'll be able to get something organised. With a bit of luck, yeah. yeah. it'll be grand. I'm but sure. thank you very.